believe in New Year's resolutions, but I will say that each year I commit to staying organized by implementing new systems so that I can juggle, juggle all the necessities in my life. Implementing routines, systems, habits are key actions to staying on top of things in our very, very busy lives. And I've committed to some really great systems this year, and they have been game changers for me. And they can be for you too. Want to know what they are? Okay, you're going to have to hang on for just a minute because I'm coming right back with them. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Welcome, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for the first episode of 2022 of Waste Up Wardrobe, episode 75. I am really excited about today's episode because it's sort of going to be like a foundation. It's it's a, a great kickoff episode because we're going to talk about how do we set ourselves up this year to stay on task, stay organized so that we can get those goals and stay in action. I think it's going to be a great collaboration between uh, myself, Rick, and the audience so that we can really uh, figure out what are those key hacks, those key action steps, those habits that we need to get into so that we can really feel accomplished and juggle all the necessities in our lives. Because let's face it, we all lead these busy lives. And frankly, personally, I like having a busy life. I think I'm grateful for it. I think that um, having a busy life is 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 a is a great thing. It keeps me feeling energized, um, accomplished, and I just I love it. So, but the key is you don't want to get overwhelmed, right? So you have to figure out a way to systemize your life to create habits and routines so that you don't feel that overwhelm and you can accomplish everything you set out to. So. I just want to say thank you to for joining us here again. Thank you to my producer, Rick Moscoso, who is in the production room, always making <laughs> this, there he is, always making this show um, a great show and running everything from A to Z when it comes to production. So grateful for him. And I'm grateful for you. And I'm grateful that I that this show has become a conversation. It's become a dialogue between myself and the audience so that we both actually learn from each other. So drop some nuggets here in, in the show. Ask the questions that you want to ask. Drop your opinion, your advice, so that you know everybody can benefit from the cumulative information that is going to happen today on the show, as it does always. So I'm just going to start by saying that um, you know, for me, when it comes to getting organized at the beginning of every year, um, it is because I want to, you know, we always hear this word 
balance being thrown out. We all want to achieve balance, but truthfully, it's not necessarily about balance. It's more about harmony for me, at least. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you what the difference is. When we talk about balance, it feels like we want everything to sort of be on equal footing, but that's really not what life is. Life is more about harmony. It's about how in one area of your life, you might be doing a lot. And while you're doing that, another area of your life might be on the shelf or might not just be as active. Um, and the idea of kind of keeping everything sort of, um, kind of in harmony. So you're still managing it all, but not necessarily to the level, everything doesn't have to be to the highest level because that's kind of impossible to always have balance in life. I mean, there might be some moments of time where you feel completely in control and like you've got complete handle on everything, but that doesn't really last for very long. And I really want um, a gentleman's perspective here. So Rick, can you tell me um, what you think when it comes to, you know, staying in harmony in life or, um, you know, at being balanced? I'm going to use that word because I know a lot of people do, but staying in harmony with all areas of your life and kind of really being able to live your best life, but still be able to manage everything that's important. Um, do you have any opinion about that in general? It's all about priorities. Right. Setting yes. your priorities correct uh, in order and sticking to them. You know, don't yes. uh, don't let one override the other if it's if it falls beneath uh, your top priority. Um, and so that's the, that's one of the main keys for me anyway, that that kind of keeps me in balance. Yeah, because you like me, like so many other people who who like to keep busy have a million different projects going, you can get lost pretty quick. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, I always find that there's some non-negotiables in life, right? You talk about priorities. Mm -hmm. And for me, absolutely, there's things that need to be done. And for me, those are like the non-negotiables. Uh, so so the ones that I will never give up, like um, just getting my exercise in, right? Um, just um, having that morning time with the kids. There's certain things that are non-negotiables that really have to um, always sort of be that anchor, for me, at least. How about you? Do you have anything that is like, I know you said prioritizing, but yeah. what's like your, some of your non-negotiables or just at least that, that top non-negotiable? So one of the things I learned a long time ago, and I think, well, we, we had this guest on the show several months ago, like halfway through the year last year, and it was Chuck, um, who's a ultra marathon dude. He's, you know, he does some crazy stuff. Yeah. And really stresses his body uh, a lot, but at the same time, he's a he's a, he's a very successful entrepreneur. And I learned from him years ago that um, uh, faith, family, fitness, finances were his priority that. order, right? And and so I've 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 tried to follow that uh, as well because if you think about it, because you know some people think well, money's more important to get me all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But it's not always true because if you're uh, if you're driven by faith and your belief in in whatever it is or whoever it is that you believe in, then that's a foundational thing that's non-negotiable. Your family should be non-negotiable. And then when it comes to 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 finances, people think, well, finances will get me all the other stuff, but not necessarily, because if you're you're physical fitness, you're, if you're not physically fit and you're not healthy, 
then you can't work, right? Yeah. You can't do those things to make bank, uh, to get you all those other things. And so when he said that to me, it was like, you know, I've never really put it in that perspective before. I never thought of it in that order before, but it totally makes sense. You know, yeah. so that's why priorities are really very important. Um, and, and you, you know, once you set those, then you should really stick to them, you know, abide by them and, and, uh, uh you know, happiness, success, and abundance will come, you know, if you, if you follow that. Yeah. I love, love that. And I would love it if you put that in the comments, because I feel like that needs to be front and center. The four F's, mm-hmm. the four F's. Yeah, the four F's, not yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> faith, <laughs> faith, family, fitness, and finance. And I think, oh my gosh, that's such a great thing to remember, right? Um, as at least a framework for prioritizing. So a great lesson there from Chuck. And he was a great guest on the show, just so inspira- inspiring. He's like a triathlete and just amazing. So um, definitely somebody uh, we can all learn from. Um, and thank you for reminding, uh, you know, putting that out there because, um, yeah, no, I think that's great. And it's a great way to remember what mm-hmm. our priorities could be and should be. Um, so one of the things that I have done to kind of feel some, get a handle on a day, um, as, as you know, I start out in the morning, every new glorious day is a, is a chance for a new beginning. It's a chance for a new start, you know, no matter what happened the day before, uh, no matter what you might be apprehensive about just focusing on the, any given day is really a great way to think about life because life is fleeting. We never know what's going to happen the next moment. Right. Um, So one of the things that I have implemented that I find is very helpful is the habit of kind of figuring out what centers me um, at the outset of the day. And um, that has been just building in a morning ritual. I've built in a morning ritual that is a habit, a routine, something that I do um, regularly because it just gets me set up for the day right. And a lot of it is actually based just on exactly what um, Rick said, faith, family, fitness, and finances. So it's so interesting because my routine looks a little bit like this. I am working on a project where I'm hand writing a full copy of the Holy Bible. And I start with that in the morning. I start and it doesn't, I, you know, I'm not putting pressure on myself to get this done in any certain period of time. I happen to be on Genesis right now and I'm on Genesis 29 and I just, whatever I can get done in like 20 minutes in the morning, I get done. It's like my deep dive into my faith and my study of the Bible. And so that's the faith piece. And then of course, um, my kids then are getting ready for school. So that's my family time. And once they're, and before they're off, actually, before I even get to family, um, when they're still asleep is I always, 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 always every morning, I look at my finances, I look at my bank accounts. And, um, and I feel kind of, it's nice to know what's in there and what's not and what needs to be done. So it's faith, the my Bible transcription, I look at my bank accounts, then my kids are up getting ready for school. That's my very short time with them because they're off to school after that. And then I go in for a brutal workout. So Rick, 
Um, can you believe that my morning routine falls into these four categories? I think that is so fascinating because, you know, I think we all do exactly that in a different way. You're right. And, and, um, the way you described it is exactly how that matches up with what I said. A lot of people don't think of it that way, um, but it's a cool acronym to remember be, because uh, unknowing to most people, they probably align with the same thing. You know, yeah. where finances fit in may be a little bit different position for everybody, yeah. um, but it, it, in the way that I understood it and the way that I was taught, it totally makes sense to have it after fitness now that I, now that it's been explained to me now that I understand that, because yeah. uh, like I said, I mean, if you're not healthy, then how, how can you work? You know, yeah. if your mind is not healthy, how can you earn money? You know, uh, why would it matter? Right. If you yeah, why would it matter? Why yeah. would it matter? So, yeah. um, so I'm not surprised that it matches up with, with how you do things yeah. because I know you've, you've talked to me and you've mentioned, um, some of the projects and some of the personal things that you do. And it totally yeah. doesn't surprise me at all that it matches up the same way. Yeah. yeah. And I, um, I think the, the list here is an order of priorities, uh, you know, based on what Chuck believes. Mm -hmm. Um, and it makes a lot of sense. And what I found that like my routine, um, falls in those categories, but it's more about the order of which I do things, not the order, which I, value things right so this Correct. is like yeah. yeah so the order of which i do things in the morning it's about faith that's the first thing and then i really need to touch my finances because i've you know i think people have so much fear around finances and i lived a long time having fear around finances like it's almost like i'm opening up my bank account and my credit card i'm like <laughs> uh i don't want to look at it but unless you actually stare at it straight in the eyes mm -hmm. you know you can't you can't improve right so for a long time that's how i approached finances and i made a decision quite a while ago um especially when at the outset of my business to to not be have anxiety around that to just just do it just do it do it with fear do it with discomfort but get it done it's really i found that be, staying connected to the bank accounts every single day just keeps me honest too you know like it makes mm -hmm. me make a decision of whether i'm going to prioritize a certain expense or not or whatever so um so it's so funny because yes faith finances i have a couple other things i sprinkle in there that relate to faith and 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 just um uh, mind work, mindset work that I do. Um, but that those four things, those four categories really match up. So that was the first thing I was going to talk about is having that morning ritual, that morning routine, and just wanting to share what mine is. Now, I think everybody needs to fashion their own, uh, but having like a framework, like, you know, maybe the order of fa faith, family, fitness, and finances, or having, um, a framework of I'm going to do something that relates to my body, mind, and soul, just having some kind of a framework to kind of get you started. Creating a routine can be a real great way to center yourself and get started on the right foot in the morning. So the other thing that centers me and I, that I actually do at the end of the day, not the beginning of the day, but it it's cool because I have sort of this book ends that 
book and my day, right? My morning habit, my morning routine that I explained, and then this ritual that I do at, at night that is um, something that I just actually implemented this year. I used to have a different nighttime ritual, but something I implemented this year because I saw some kind of a Facebook post or something, but creating a jar of gratitude. I don't know if anybody out there saw this. There was, it was, I, I saw it pop up in different places, but <clears throat> creating a jar of gratitude where, um, and, and they recommend starting out each day with gratitudes um, and, you know, dropping in what you're grateful for in the jar. But for me, I want to reflect on the day and that's why I do it at night. So I will list my wins for the day. Um, and so like, you know, being able to, you know, um, maybe attend something for one of my kids was a win or, um, you know, talking to a new client and really explaining to them how my system works. That feels like a win because I've engaged with a potential client. Um, maybe getting my taxes done, that could be a win for the day. So there's so many things that we oftentimes ignore that but they're amazing wins, even though they might feel like a routine thing that we did or like something that shouldn't be acknowledged. But I think that if we acknowledge that and we're grateful for accomplishing that, um, at least by the end of the day, that we end up really feeling happier and and really staying connected to the things that we're grateful for. And I really, I would love your perspective that Rick, <laughs> you knew I was going to call you up and you had something I did because I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, tell me. So, so tell me what the what does that jar of gratitude look like? Is it a physical thing, or is it just something that meant a mental yeah. thing, or what what does that look like? It's a physical jar, mm-hmm. glass jar, kind of like a fishbowl. And I was I was trying to find like some cute little cards I could throw in there, but I couldn't find anything. And I really wanted to start this like January first, so I grabbed I had the stack of mini envelopes in different colors. So I just writing my wins on that. I actually kind of like taking notes on envelopes and I'll tell you why, because sometimes I'll be working on a project. Let's say I'm throwing a party. And if I make my list on the back of an envelope, then I could have this envelope that I could put my receipts in, like if I'm shopping or if I have like a shopping list that I want to add to it or something like that. So I actually found these mini envelopes in multicolor and they're on the back of these envelopes. And I thought, oh, maybe I'll want to like throw something in there as relates to the win. So do so, you, well, that's a, well, that's a cool way to do it. Um, yeah. So do you reset those then every day or every week or how, how does that work? So far since January 1st, I've been doing mm-hmm. them every day, okay. <laughs> every single day. My goal is to, to have 365 by the end of this year and really to, to connect to the accomplishments, the wins of every day. And that, mm-hmm. you know, cause a lot of times what ends up happening and the reason I think this could be really important for many of us is that we accomplish big things sometimes and we forget to celebrate them. And I've had like mentors and um, and coaches stop me in my tracks and say, what, wait a minute, you just said that you reached this goal this month and you're telling, and you're not even stopping to think about that. You're just moving on to the next thing. And I was like, yeah, that that's right. This is a big deal. You know, and and even just waking up in the morning and 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 doing something that was on your day planner that you've been putting off for a long time, that could be a big win too, because if it's something they've been putting off, it's definitely a big win. So celebrating not only the big things, but the small things. But I was forgetting to celebrate the big things. Well, and isn't so- that isn't that funny? You know, we're just so in it as entrepreneurs that you just plow forward, right? Without even thinking. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's one tap. It's like it's just a check mark, right? To 
when you're so in it and you're, yeah. you know, you're plowing forward that you just check it off and you go on to the next one without even thinking about it. But you're right. A lot of times if I'll look back at some of the things that I, I did and it's like, holy cow. I mean, all that work. And I finally accomplished that. And I, I totally forgot, you know, I know. And it's a, it's kind of like a, a gratitude. Um, and sometimes we do that to people, right? We forget to say thank you to people um, because we're just sort of wrapped up in what we're doing. And so I think one of the things that makes life so, you know, amazing is really to feel that gratitude and not only feel it, but express it. So this is a way of expressing it for yourself, but also remembering to express it to others, because I think people can make, can work wonders if they feel appreciated. How do you, so how do you determine um, what that accomplishment is going, do you predetermine what that, what that goal or accomplishment is that you'd like to achieve or is it, or do you take them as they come? Yeah. So it's different for, it's different. Sometimes it's something unexpected that happens and I'm like, oh great, this happened today. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and now I really, one of the things I'm talking about is, is really blocking everything on my calendar. And so when, and I'm trying to get to everything and try not to be an overachiever per day, because that way I can achieve my goals. Right. So a lot of times it's the things off of my calendar, like, you know, um, yesterday, I got all my paperwork done for a 401k I want to set up, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a big accomplishment because I was putting it off because I would didn't want to read the paperwork. I didn't I didn't know <laughs> want to read the specifics and the and the and the fine print, but I did it. Um so that was on my calendar and that was my big win for yesterday. One of my big wins. I had a couple. So Sometimes it's something that's on my calendar and sometimes it's something completely unexpected. Maybe it's something that I had planned three months ago that finally came to fruition, right? Maybe it was a client I really, really wanted to work with, um, but never, you know, never connected or never got engaged in the process and the program. But then all of a sudden I get a call saying, Hey, you know what that program I talked about? I want to, I want to get started. So it could be something, it could be anything really. Yeah. So for you then it can be, it, it, it can, it's, possibly a personal thing or a, a business um, achievement, right? Yes, it could be. Yeah, definitely could be a personal thing. I mean, it could be that I I, I, I just PR'd doing, you know, pull-ups. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is your, I mean, that's so, a big deal for me. So is your goal then to try and get a win every day or, or how do you, how do you, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, yes, I think my mindset is that I want to try and get a win every day, but it, more than just getting a win every day, it's more thinking about the things that I'm doing, right? Mm -hmm. It's more about thinking about my thoughts and thinking about, okay, um, I set out to do this and I accomplished it. I, I guess I don't want to get wrapped up in like, I have to have a win today either, because then that's weird. <laughs> you know, I, it's more yeah. like let it organically happen because every day holds a win. It's just, you got to acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just curious because <clears throat> some people like to have a daily achievement, you know, okay, yeah. and, and the, and the, I guess the, the downside of that is that I'll take a win no matter what it is, you know, they'll just settle rather than really achieving something oh. that's meaningful. Oh. And so that's why, that's why I was wondering, you know, how do you, how do you determine uh, or predetermine what that win, what, what that's going to look like? Yeah, no, that's a good point. And I, I think what I've decided is that I just want to make sure that it's effortless, that there's ease in it, right? Mm -hmm. I have all these things I'd like to accomplish. 
you know, if I accomplish them, great, then I can celebrate them. If something happens to, to, to prevent me from accomplishing it, then I'll try again tomorrow because every day is this, every day is a start for a new beginning, is a chance for a new beginning. So that's sort of, and let it organically sort of flow, but yeah. still have a plan, right? Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> so the third thing I want to say is my non-negotiable. So like I said, having a non, so basically there's anchors of the day, my routine, my morning routine, and um, this idea of my um, end of day routine, which is sort of this jar of gratitude. And then I do also think that we all have some non-negotiables that we need to really state at the top of the day or wherever in the day, but it's a non-negotiable, something that has to happen so that you can feel like you um are, you know, that you've done something today that was productive. And for me, my non-negotiable has always been my fitness and my exercise. And much like what Rick said, it's like, it's almost like a foundation, a self-care foundation, because I feel like if we take care of our bodies, then we can accomplish anything we want. And therefore everything becomes abundant. Um, there's no use in, in, you know, in trying to hustle and, you know, be financially super, uh, a go-getter, but totally neglect your health, you know, eat Big Macs every day and never exercise. Right. So I, I do feel that fitness is the anchor for living a happy life in some ways. And I have always said that one of the most important things I could teach my kids as, um, as I raise them is to have something that is fitness related, some kind of a movement that they can do for their life so that they can really have a lifelong journey in their fitness um, journey. So um, I do really believe like everybody will have a different non-negotiable for me. That's what it's been. And um, I, Rick, I'm going to call you back up here because I want to know um, for you, like what would be your non-negotiable? Um, if you know, have you thought of having a non-negotiable? What would that be? And when I say non-negotiable, I mean something that you will, I do it if my life depended on it. Like I will, I like my life depend on it. And I, it's like rain or shine, I will exercise. <laughs> I mean, there's always a time where you have to give yourself a break, but yeah, you know, exactly. You know exactly. Yeah. I, I do. And, and it's not so much one particular thing. It's for me the because I, you know, I, I tend to squirrel all over the place and yeah. work on too many different projects at a time. Right. And they slowly get done. And, and so, um, I, I, again, I learned from Chuck, you know, who's a, a good mentor of mine, um, that the list is really what's non-negotiable. The four, the four F's are really what's yeah. non-negotiable. Yeah. And, and so for me, that was easier to grab onto because yeah. it kind of encompasses everything, an yeah. umbrella of things. Right. Yeah. And, and not one specific thing because <laughs> just like looking at that credit card statement, right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm not going to open up the, till that till last. And then you're like, <laughs> You're, you know, you're like peeking, you know? Yeah. So if it's <clears throat> for, for me, if for me, it's easier to give me an umbrella thing to follow yeah. than it is one, one specific thing. Cause you know, we're, we're all, we'll all find a way to kind of <laughs> dance around it before we kind of get to it. Yeah. Uh, and at least for me, that's what it was like. And so uh, that that's my non-negotiable. 
Yeah. And I feel like what I'm leaning for what you're saying is that your non-negotiable is that order, the order of faith, family, fitness, finances. Like, would that be, am I misstating what you're saying or what you're trying, you know, what you were kind of trying to convey to us? Yeah, that that's, that's probably a good, good way to explain it. Yeah. It's the yeah. order for me that's yeah. non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And another thing I know that you do, that is my next point of a uh, conversation is blocking time on the calendar. I feel like that's something that, um, you do. Cause I know we've talked about this, but that's something that I'm really, really, really trying to stick better to this year because, um, just blocking, even blocking some white space, right. On the calendar, uh, because I, there's so many things going on that you things can fall between the cracks or, um, if you don't block on your calendar, then it's never going to happen. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. And I learned that again from another mentor of mine who we've had on the show is that time blocking is very important to people who are very busy that are doing a million different things. Otherwise, you know, things get done more slowly, a little bit more haphazardly and, and you don't want to miss anything, especially as important as everything will probably be on your schedule. And so, you know, I, I didn't understand that at first when he did that. Mm-hmm. And this, I'm talking about Devin, right? Yeah. He's a master at time blocking. And that's what he coaches when, when his uh, real estate clients, you know, talk to him about organization and different things like that. And, you know, since I'm a close friend of his, I always expected him to pick up the phone or, or at, respond to a text at any time, just, you know, before I, before I really understood what he did, he was, that's how he was right with me. Yeah. And then, and then it was like, how come he's not calling me back? How come he's, you know, he's never available on the phone. And then, then, uh, you know, I talked to him about it and, and, and he goes, Hey, I mean, he told me, Hey, I time block everything during the day. And, and these are the little, these are the little, uh, areas where I am available, but these are the hours where I'm not available. And he has tools that he uses to, to, online tools, organization tools, um, that, uh, that help him do that as his admin, you know, helps him do that. And so, um, not every hour in his time blocking is like you said, is, is meant for business. There are some white space segments in there. So to accommodate a little, you know, downtime, just even if it's just a 15 minute thing, but it also allows him for any carryover. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or maybe, uh, you know, an add-on call or something like that. Uh, when, what I, it was, it, it was interesting cause I knew he was time blocked for 40, 40 minutes to talk to me about a project we were working on. Right. When 40 minutes came up, he was, he was like, okay, we're done. We got to jump. And I didn't understand that for a while because I, I met him through more of a, you know, casual type of thing. Right. And, but he does that with his clients. When, yeah. when they pay him to coach him, when, for him to coach them for 45 minutes, it's 45 minutes. It's not 44. It's not 46. It's 45 minutes. And that's what yeah. he gives them what they pay, what they pay for. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you know, it, it's a little rigid, but that, you know, and it works for him. And yeah. I started implementing that a little bit, uh, you know, gradually. And it, it has helped me stay a little bit more on task and prioritize my time. So uh, you know, I think that's that's something that can help everybody if you if if you're not doing your organization to that level yet. Yeah, 
No, I think time blocking is a really good practice and even like time blocking that white space. And it sounds like he time blocks space to just return calls because, mm -hmm. you know, he won't do anything, um, you know, at least in his work day spontaneously. So, you know, I, 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 I agree. I think that successful people have systems and that time blocking is one of those really critical systems that really help, um, help get you keep you on task. So that takes me to my next point. And that the fifth thing I want to talk about is I love this. And I've talked about this on the show before. And Rick knows I've talked about this to death, but I love the platform Trello. I love it. I mean, I have a Trello board for almost every area of my life. I have one for, you know, a waste up wardrobe. I have one for my general business and I have one for what I call the workroom where my assistant and I communicate. It really is a game changer. I love Trello because it's very user, user friendly. It's an, I am not a techie person. So I want simple, easy, effortless when it comes to technology and platforms like that. So I, um, I just find it so, so amazing. And what I have that has been really, really helpful is I have a Trello board with, um, a record of all my clients work. So I have a card in my Trello board for each one of the clients that I'm working on that's active. And, um, we, I, you know, I put all the information that I need in there, everything we're going to discuss in there. And it has really been a game changer. And there's another level to this Trello board that I use, which is the next point I want to make. And that I take my notes electronically on my, into my Trello board, when I'm with a client now. Now that's something I started last year, but I wasn't consistent with. But now whenever I'm on a call or visiting a client, even in person, I've got the, their Trello board card up and anything we're discussing, anything's I, anything I need to do for them, I'm, in, I'm inputting it right away in, the, in their card. Because what ends up happening is I'll forget or I'll handwrite it really fast and misplace a piece, you know, a note. And it was, it was actually driving me crazy. So I've committed this year. And so far I've stayed on, on task and stayed consistent. When I am working with a client, I pull up their card in Trello and whatever we're discussing, all my notes go in there on the spot. It actually is a real great time saver because what I used to do is like maybe I'd look at the notes again, I'd go back and I'd um, handwrite it. If I couldn't read it because I was writing so fast, I'd rewrite it. It was kind of a lot of extra work and that really made me more efficient. So Rick, um, you know, we use, you and I use Trello um, when we're working with um, Waste Up Wardrobe and just scheduling everything. And I really love that we can collaborate on it. But this idea of, you know, I have all my clients, uh, a card for each one of my clients on a Trello board, and I immediately put all my notes in now as I'm talking to them. And I found it to be so amazing. You're so, you're becoming a, uh, a, a tech ninja. <laughs> I doubt that. I'm not, I'm no tech ninja, but hey, someone's easy to use. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a great, I'm, I'm that I'm so happy to hear that, that, you know, you've kind of made that move and, and it, you're right. It does keep you more organized, getting away from the physical paper. Cause I like you, I mean, I lose my notes and 
I can't find it on my desk or, or in my in my in my briefcase. And and so it's it's great to do it in the cloud like that. And tr like you said, Trello has been so easy um, yeah. to customize and to use. And and no matter what device that you have with you, whether it's your laptop, your mobile, or your uh, iPad or whatever, you can you can pick it up anywhere. Right. And it's yeah. there and it's impressive for the client when it's like, OK, so this is what we reviewed last time, you know, and you can show them right on, on yep. uh, uh, whatever you've down uploaded to Trello. Yeah, it's a great, it's I, a powerful tool. It is so powerful. And what I love about it is I could put pictures in there. I could put style boards in there for them. I, you know, if I'm working on their set, I could put the before and after. And then that's what I do. It's so much of a time saver and it's cool. Like I feel everything's housed there. And if I'm out on the field trying to curate something for them and I forgot like their size or something like that, I have it to, to reference on my phone. Mm -hmm. Um, and I also, you know, can just, you know, it, it just, it's, it's a great tool and I'm really going to stick to it. I just find that my notes are more legible because they're not handwritten fast and that, it's just more clear. It's a time saver. And I've stayed consistent. It's been pretty easy to stay consistent with because a lot of times when I implement a new system, sometimes it's actually more work <laughs> to stay to stay consistent with it. But this is like super easy because I just put my other computer in front of me and I take notes as we go and gives me an opportunity to share with them electronically. It's it's really great. Yeah. And I mean, if if you're a writer, if you like to write and take notes during meetings and things like that, I've seen I've seen people that use Trello. <clears throat> what they'll do is like with their iPad Pro, right? They'll do a written note on the iPad, save that document and up and then just drag it over to oh, Trello and boom, yeah, yeah. they have the written notes right there. Yeah. In digital part of the problem, yeah. Part of the problem is though, because when I write fast, I can't even read my own writing. Oh. <laughs> well. So that's why I'm trying to get into the habit of typing it because, you know, entering it electronically because I, I'm like, I can't read my writing because <laughs> I'm like, I'm always taking all these notes. So, um, so that is a good, like, you know, but what I do sometimes is I do draw things like I'll draw a set design for somebody oh, yeah. to give them sort of a, an artist rendition to kind of give them a sense of what the inspiration, what it would look like. So that would be a good feature for me to do it on an iPad and then download it. So that's, yeah. that's a great, great point. So the other thing, Rick, that you're going to be surprised I'm going to be implementing this year that you're probably going to be keep me honest on is that I'm going to be having a quarterly plan so that, so that I am not shooting from the hip all the time when it comes to my social posts and my my waist up wardrobe um, shows and titles. And so that we can do more pre-promotion of the show um, ahead of time. So a lot of times I'll tell the audience, I'll share this with the audience, is that I will come up with a show idea like the day before, two days before. And Rick is like, oh my God, like we need to get a thumb up and we need to get, you know, your assets in. And I'm like, I know, but I get creative, like under pressure. Right. And so I don't know that I will stay super consistent to that, but I do have the intention of really mapping out. And I've, I'll, I'll have, you know, that I have the next month and a half of shows mapped out just to let you know. <laughs> and so this is a really, this is a big game changer too, because if I can stick to this and I know the people that I know that stick to this really find it a little bit more effortless to kind of get through the year and plan the year is really having a plan for every 
quarter by quarter. I mean, I know people that my, my business coach, she has a whole year planned ahead of time, you know? Mm. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? That's well to have the whole year. I mean, I don't know to what detail, um, she would have it planned out. I, um, but boy, that's a lot of detail to be thinking about, right? If yeah. you can think 12 months ahead, yeah. <clears throat> um, for, uh, for a show, like um, as a as a kind of a showrunner, if, if that's what you want to call me. I mean, I, I do when we first set this up, that's why we use Trello. There are so, there's very specific things that we need in order to get this even into pre-production. Right. Which means all the graphics and all that stuff. Uh, never mind the ideas that Christine has that comes up with the show, but it's all driven on that idea. And so when we when we wait and delay a couple of days before or the day before, it's like, holy moly, I gotta, you know, yeah, we gotta yeah. scramble, you know, then it's a scramble yeah. for everybody. But I remember in the beginning when we first, you know, did this, the first several dozen shows, you know, I know you wanted to get everything right. You want, everything was planned. Yeah. And so yeah. we did have a system down that was really good, but it's like anything else. It's easy to kind of deviate and it's, you know, shoot from the hip sometimes. And, you know, it's always come through. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, <clears throat> I would suggest for anybody listening who wants to do a show that you map out at least, you know, 30 days in advance what that show schedule is going to be. And, and that way the guests will know, you know, at least, you know, a week or two weeks out in advance because you have to give them the courtesy of changing their schedule if, you know, to accommodate the show. Um, and it also allots for you know, uh, programming changes if, if, if you need to do that, if something comes up. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the three, three month plan is also, I'm also doing for my social uh, media posts and yeah. my newsletters. And now I write for, um, an article, a fashion, uh, write up for an article on a regular basis. So really it goes back to just staying on task and staying organized, not missing anything. So the three month plan in conjunction with, you know, keeping everything organized in Trello and um, blocking time all really, really help when all those things come together. So um, another thing that I think is a really good um, way to get organized and that somebody had recommended to me um, in the past and I tried it and it was, it was really effective. And that is, you know, um, creating these blocks of time and usually about 45 minute blocks of time, like a 45 minute block of time where you're going to sit down and you're going to look at a task that you have to do and you're going to finish it and complete it and be done with it and really just staying focused on it and not deviating. And I thought, oh, I wonder if that really works. And I actually tried it and it really does. When you have set an intention to take 45 minutes of your day and sit down and complete a project from beginning to end, for some reason, you get it done. And I don't know if Rick, you've ever heard of that technique um, or if you've done anything like that, but um, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Like anything else, <clears throat> like anything else, if you can just focus on that one task, you'll mm -hmm. do it. You'll do it probably better uh, because you're totally focused and you, you know, you have that much time to get it done. Um, I, I had a hard time doing that with all the plates that are spinning. Right. And yeah. I, I know you're the same, you're the same way, but I found that I did, I did it much better if I just said, okay, this, I have to, 
I have an hour to finish this thing, right? Whatever it is. And I can focus on whether it's editing or something. I can focus on it, really make the tweaks. I'm not going to miss. I'm less likely to miss something. Um, And I know that the client in the end will be much happier that I'm getting this to them a little faster than they had expected because now I've sat down and focused on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I try and, and I think there's something about that 45 to 50 minute rule, like it's less than an hour. So you're able to sit and focus for that long, but it's more than, you know, 30 minutes. So you can actually get the meat done, um, of some, of a, of a project. Um, and so I, I, I've tried it several times, but I always am very selective with the types of projects I pick for that because I want it to be something I can actually finish in 20, in 45 minutes. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I can feel accomplished and have that win for the day. So, um, definitely, um, definitely, definitely a good technique, but m- might want to be selective with what you decide to do in the 45 minutes. Right. right. Um, so I have two more tips that I have been, th- you know, that are key to really staying on task and to keep us organized during, um, this new year. And really, if they, if the ones that work for you should really stick, you should stick with for a long, long time. But now what I do, I used to not do this. And I just started this year is I book my appointments on the spot. And what I mean by that is when I am at the dog groomers, um, I will book the next dog grooming session while I am finishing up the one that I'm in. Or if I have a doctor's appointment, and I need to schedule that in a year or in three months. I schedule it right there when I'm in the office or my haircuts or, um, you know, whatever appointments seem to be recurring appointments. I will schedule them in the session in during that the, the previous appointment because I'm doing this because oftentimes what I end up doing is I say, oh, yeah, I'll call later and schedule it. And I procrastinate it because it doesn't seem like a top priority. And then it will never get done. And then I'll be, you know, two years too late for an appointment or, you know, uh, the dogs will be so mad at, you know, because they would have to wait six months to get groomed again. So um, that is actually a simple little tweak that has really been a big um, improvement in the, the way I do things because then it gets on my calendar for the future and it gets blocked. So Rick, maybe this seems very rudimentary and maybe it seems like something that most people do, but for me, I wasn't doing it. And honestly, I think it's going to be a really big deal for me this year. Well, again, <clears throat> that's something I learned from Devin um, <laughs> a, a while ago. And it's like, you know, it makes total sense because like uh, when I go to my hair guy, right? As soon as we're done, the last thing we talk about is when do you want the next appointment, right? So we always look five to six weeks out before my next cut. Yeah. I thought this is great. Now I don't have to worry about it because then he he has a system where it, it auto texts me, right? you know, like the week before to remind me and then a couple of days before and all that stuff. And I, I've seen very successful business people do it too, right? So during their meeting, the next important step is scheduling the next meeting and, and having it on the calendar. So, um, so, you know, there's no, Hey, I'll call, let me check on my calendar. Let's, you know, uh, let me see what this, can, why don't you call me back when it's convenient for you? You know, you yeah. don't want to get in that type of situation. Yeah. You want to block it. You want to block it. Now you, you just stand there and let them look through their calendar and say, okay, is it Wednesday or Thursday? Good for you. Right. And then boom, yeah. you have it. 
Absolutely. I think that has really made a difference for me. I'm already like at the beginning of the year, I have all these appointments and I'm already like ahead. Like I already have all my haircut appointments, all my kids, you know, doctor's appointments, all that all set because I found that I was really um, getting overwhelmed by the fact that it got pushed off so late when I didn't do it in the moment. So it's more about, you know, doing things in the moment uh, that you're in. I think that's kind of the big theme for me on with all of these, like, you know, putting inputting, inputting right away into Trello, my clients notes, you know, um, scheduling appointments right then on the spot. So a lot of these are like doing things in the moment, uh, for the future so that you can, you know, block on your calendar and not have to worry about it, but don't go because we're, I'm going to, I'm, this is number 10. Okay. Um, and I know you're going to, you like to peace out after every topic, but I, I, this one is the whole premise that this show is built on. It's all about why waste up wardrobe was born. And one of the biggest time savers that I have seen happen for most people in the last couple of years is the ability and the not the ability and the the opportunity that life has given us to work from home this whole idea of being in front of a camera to, to get your work done having a being in a hybrid office or an exclusively remote office has really changed people's lives in a lot of positive ways, you know, there a lot of people aren't battling traffic anymore. If they, you know, work in LA and they live in Orange County, they don't necessarily have to go into the office every day. You know, um, you can see more clients that way more efficiently. I mean, everything has an upside and a downside, but the idea of being able to work from home, to have a remote office, to do everything from waist up wardrobe is really a big time saver, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> I wish we would have uh, known about this years ago, pre-pandemic, <clears throat> because, you know, people are more used to doing business face-to-face, -face, but, you know, all this, all this stuff that's happened over the last two years has forced us to think about doing things a different way. And, you know, productivity is, is at, at the top of the list. And if you it is different for everybody to be meeting on camera like this, right? It is yeah. way different and people had a hard time getting used to it, but they had to get used to it because that's the only way they could do it. Mm -hmm. And so now that, that most the majority of people have made that adjustment now, um, now it opens up different opportunities uh, for the people, for the providers that provide this technology and for the entrepreneurs that use the technology to find new clients, to be more interactive with their clients. Um, I, I always wanted to zoom even pre pandemic versus a phone call, right? Um, well, I was going to bring that up because when we started working together, every time we'd book an appointment, you're like, okay, uh, I'll send you a zoom. Like, I'm like, no, can we meet in person? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, it's easy. I'm like, but I want to be in person. <laughs> I know, and right? It was you who really got me mind shifting to that. And then of course, it, you know, I started uh, just a lot of my mentors, like, you know, Allison Maslin would say, you need to do a virtual program. And I was like, no, I don't want to do a virtual program. I want to do everything, you know, in person. And if it weren't for that ability to do everything virtually, I would have had clients all over the country. I have clients 
all over the country now. And that is mm -hmm. that is by virtue of the virtual office. So, yeah, you were always a proponent of that. And I was I was very resistant. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I could sense that. Yeah, because it, it was new and it's new to everybody. Right. Uh, at the time. And people have made adjustments. But I but once you overcome that mindset, it's it can be such a great productive productivity tool for the entrepreneur um, meeting this way. And it's a great collaborative tool too, right? You don't necessarily yeah. have to run a show to be able to, to do this. It can be, it can be a zoom session with a business partner who needs to interact with this other business partner or this other vendor, but you're the connection between the two. Now you can do a three-way, you know, zoom and, you're all online getting business done and you're connecting people in, in a, in a, using a technology that, that, um, that's much more productive, much more time saving than trying to schedule a date where let's meet at your office in like a week, you know, type of thing. Yeah. You can get business yeah. done a lot faster. And so it's a great, it's a great tool. Absolutely. And that's why this show is so relevant to Waste Up Wardrobe because everything that um, Waste Up Wardrobe is about is about enhancing our productivity as an entrepreneur and in your in in making your image better, making you more professional. That's what the show is all about. And we do have a hashtag today, hashtag order and shine. And if you put the hashtag order and shine um here, if you drop it right here in our um in our dialogue, um I'll send you a list of these 10 things that we talked about and uh, some of the tools that go along with it. So Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap-Up is main takeaway is that, you know, we have to build in systems, habits, and um, routines so that we can stay on task in our very busy lives. Because like it or not, we have very busy lives and we should be so grateful for that. One tool that I have used that I will always be a, a, a proponent of is the Trello.com uh, um, system. I love it so much. It's super easy. It's super user-friendly, and it makes everything so organized, and I use it for all different types of things, whether I'm interacting with clients or interacting with, with um, my um, team members. So it's a really, really great tool to use. Um, and uh, a tip to take away from today is maybe start thinking about your year and how you, where you want it to go and what certain things that you could do to really make you stay on top of things. Like pick one of these 10. Maybe it's planning the next three months. Maybe it's starting to really dabble in Trello and trying to see how that can enhance your life. Maybe it's taking more calls in, 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 in from your virtual office rather than trying to schedule everything in person because that could be a very um, user-friendly um, and, and, and time-efficient way to do business and productive way to do business. Action item, just remember, you got to, in order for us to be able to keep everything in harmony, um, we got to establish some some routines, some things that I call anchors. And that for me is I bookend my days with a ritual that I do in the morning and kind of a ritual I do at the end of the day. And I, uh, the, my morning ritual anchors me and gets me started for the day, makes me feel accomplished. Like I did all these things before the day even started. 
and my end of the day ritual helps me close out the day. So for an action item, start thinking about what those could be for you. What is that morning thing that can anchor you? What's that um, end of the day thing that can help close out your day? And thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening to the show. Put in hashtag order in China if you're listening to this on the replay, and I'll send you the 10 things that we discussed. And see us next week, same time, same place, 1130 Pacific time here on Waste Up Wardrobe in the Facebook group, in the Facebook page, and tell a friend. Music.